Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Scenes Journal podcast. This week we'll be joined by Caitlin Layden and Maya Shearer-Wilson to discuss Celine Sciamma's portrait of a lady on fire. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hope you enjoy the show. I just loved the clothes though. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought they were like I was absolutely bowled over by all of it. Like okay. there was definitely <laughs> a moment though that I did find myself thinking like okay uh, she's wearing green. She's wearing red all the time. Never changes costume. Really yeah. smart for edit. Yeah, they do. Um, well, but Marianne. Oh yeah, they do. But whenever they're in when their they, they've got their they're overdressed. Yes. Yeah. It's the green and the red. It was a bit yeah. Christmassy. But it reminded for me. It was like really <laughs> made me think of. Well, no, it was right. kind of brown, very deep, kind of crimson red. Yeah, brown. but it could be. But I for me, I, I like. I feel like it showed something really real in the sense that like people. I feel like we have this perception. Obviously, we change our clothes every day, but like. People mm-hmm. also in that that level of isolation, you where don't they have live, a they don't have a new outfit yeah. to wear every single day. And you I know? guess also the the uh, is the thing that you change your like underdress. That's yes. the, like that's the change, and then you have the your over. I guess, but it's just one. It, I mean, it's yeah, one yeah, the one entire yeah, time. And the um the cool like uh wraps they were wearing. Oh yeah, the, they're the, beautiful. Yeah, the, the hair, the head coverings. Yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really beautiful. I think the first time that you see her face, it's. Louise's cape. face is kind of covered. She's wearing that amazing, yeah. like, is it like a velvet hood or something? Mm-hmm. And it's just like her hair underneath mm-hmm. it. And it is, that I thought that seemed incredible. It was mm-hmm. funny that um, when before I watched it, Celine Sciamma sort of spoke, or I don't know who was speaking about um, the pockets that the sort of they wear and how she was talking about like sort of feminism yeah. and like this whole Me Too movement and how um, sort of women's rights come in cycles really it's not the sort of linear progression that people have in their mind and actually during that time women were a lot more empowered there were a lot of female painters and women had pockets in their costume which people like saw and they thought that was like a bit anachronistic and she's like no actually we did have mm-hmm. pockets and then they took them out and it was just like yeah was yeah that was an interesting thing she spoke about was um that these things go in cycles and the movie isn't just a a look back it's actually a warning as you know mm. a, a warning to current culture of like all of the things that um you know marginalized groups have won in the last 60 years 70 years the last 100 years they can be taken away again because they they have been in the past you know yeah like this was a period of female painting and that was actually and it wasn't um you know, th- this was a period of female painters breaking through and um, that was taken away by culture as well. I think also the opening scene, uh, I think about this is because y- you see, just see she's on a boat. Uh, I think this is the first scene. She's on a boat in the water oh, and, and uh, her, in. yeah, her painting, her materials basically fall overboard. Mm-hmm. And here you are in this, in this, in this period piece, in this context where you'd expect all the men on the boat to kind of jump overboard and, mm-hmm and kind of take back her things and kind of everyone's just sitting there and nobody does anything and she kind of launches off the boat to to go retrieve it uh, and yeah. no one helps her they don't even help her carry her things yeah up to the house i felt that the second yeah, they time like drop watching her. Her well. yeah that's funny and then the next scene is her smoking a pipe naked in front of a fire which i thought <laughs> also was really like uh it strangely shocking and not in a in a in an explicit way like but it was like it just you don't s- you, I've never seen that in a period movie, you know, um, l- let alone in a 
in a contemporary movie not very often you know yeah like the trajectories of all the characters at the beginning really start like felt very isolated like they all kind of like existed in these very separate rooms within the house and like didn't kind of they only begin to sort of get together when their relationship begins i thought which was quite interesting Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think one of the things that was really interesting about the film outside of i think what what most people talk about which is sort of this female gaze is the solidarity and the sort of class dynamics Mm. um i like i loved it i just thought it was so refreshing to see these three women just like without the mom and like you know the servant uh pregnant and like i don't know she was also just a great actress i was like very very um enamored by her yeah me too (laughs) and kind of when the three of them are just on their own in the house there's this like real like escapist making dinner yeah the best scenes i think for me those were the best scenes the cooking it was really Mm -hmm. nice i thought that was also like beautifully done and it was just felt so genuine. I just felt like literally just girls like hanging out, just yeah. friends. And like, I guess it's just mm. so relatable to like mm. just a group of girls hanging out now. Yeah. And I think uh, that going back to the, in the thing about the, that she said about uh, waves of, of um, liberation, like that felt strange or I'm sure would have felt strange to a lot of viewers because you never see that in period movies. You know, it's, you never see. It's also, again, rare to see up until quite recently those sorts of scenes of women just being themselves with other women in movies but seeing that in a period uh film it was quite rare and i can't think of an of an example but well i mean the other underlying context of it is not just that these girls are hanging out but it's the conditions in which they find themselves becoming so intimate with each Mm -hmm. other and Mm -hmm. that is the conditions of the abortion of yeah. Them. yeah and they kind of come together and you can tell especially between marianne and what's her name the uh is it hannah maybe i hope of the servant they have kind really of this, this instant name. kind of and very deep connection um, yeah. through that experience so it's also and that for me kind of leads to this like m- these moments that were a bit strange felt a bit strange for me because when they're getting together and they're trying to think about the ways um, that she could possibly abort, there's like, they're running in the fields and they're laughing and they're like, there's mm-hmm. this element where the film also wants you to, I mean, people, in, when I was in the theater, people were laughing at these mm-hmm. parts and for me, it kind of provoked this bizarre reaction because I was like, here I am also kind of somehow getting into this laughter, but we're looking at the situation that's like really devastating and really real um, with kind of this sense of humor that um, I wasn't, you know sure it was one of the things that was a bit like a disquieting is that a word for me uh watching the film um i wonder if you guys experienced that but you mean you didn't like it because it was tonally different or like or like i just didn't know i felt like i I felt like laughing but when i thought about what i was watching it felt like i shouldn't be laughing because Mm. it was like this really desperate kind of situation mm-hmm. but it was dealt with kind of with the sense of humor that yeah. they're like jumping on the beach and she's running and she's you know doing all of these mm-hmm. things to try to kind of basically make herself lose the baby so mm-hmm. yeah for sure i don't think it bothered me um i d- it didn't i enjoyed that because it, it felt it felt somewhat realistic in the sense that like you know s- you have someone that's close to you that's sort of going through that and you kind of you know sort of women come together to bring the mood up or uplift the or sort of you know change the energy and sort of forget about sort of dire circumstances yeah it's not necessarily morbid like even though it's a morbid situation i think 
ha- having it portrayed in a way that's not necessarily unserious, but like um, necessary and like they're still they're not constantly like, oh, my God, we're killing a baby is like something that has to be done. And they're um, they're having fun in, in, in a in a not not in a literal way, but they're kind of making light of it as 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 they do it, you know. There's that bit when she's ha- she hangs. She looks like she hangs mm-hmm. herself. Oh, yeah. Well. What? I was thinking of that, but what is that scene? Can they I expect the baby like. to drop out. Oh, no, yeah. And then she, she drinks yeah. something, and then, t- and then she expects the baby to drop yeah. out. Yeah. But then they have to go to, like, a... Actually, that's another interesting point. Like, the, the wo- in, in a usual film or in a usual scene like this where women would take uh, a young woman to be aborted or to have some sort of, you know, thing physically done to her, the the woman they would take her to is like a witch, you know, a witchy mm. character, and obviously the woman that they take her to is just a woman, uh, you know, an older woman who has um, kids and she's got her own shit going on, you know, and um, yeah, I get just a, another moment of um, changing the. I don't want to say representation, but you know, well, it is a little bit of the gaze. I haven't seen this film, but you know that film that's about the abortion, like four weeks, three. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what it's like. Actually, I'm just completely assuming here, but nothing like this. Nothing like it, but it seems like from what everyone's told me, it's like really dire and like really depressing, and this whole experience, like this whole, I guess that time span where she's just thinking about getting this abortion, and like. I mean, yeah, I'm just going to be explicit, but, like, if I think about the moments when, like, anyone around me has had an abortion, yes, sometimes it can be really depressing, but, like, if it's something a woman generally doesn't want, it tends to be really lighthearted. Um, obviously, there's, like, an internal process that, um, that as a group of, of girls, you just sort of never know what someone's thinking about. But it just felt more authentic, basically. Well, maybe mm. it's also that, I mean, yeah. obviously, nowadays, like, with contraception and stuff, it's, like less i mean then i can imagine it's like part of every could have been part of every woman's life experience at some point would be have had to have done that and Mm. i mean it's not something that people talk about but it you know it might just have been such a more normal kind of less stigmatized in a way or stigmatized in terms of history but not in terms of the context of like women among women Mm -hmm. yeah I think in general, though, like tonally, I thought that it had quite like a wry sense of humor sort of throughout the film. So it felt as though all of those scenes were sort of in keeping with the way that these characters would have dealt with the particular situation. Because like even th- there were obviously elements of their, of the relationship between Marianne and Eloise, which could have been really tragic, mm-hmm. but it never really leaned in too much into that feeling. Or when mm-hmm. it did, it always felt quite organic and not like it was trying to create a real tragedy it was just kind of this kind of really authentic relationship which then veered that way mm-hmm. they also always knew all along. i mean they knew all along like okay this mm. has this has an expiry date you know yeah, and the time period they were together was actually so short yeah even though it was so, so rich short. but it was just not yeah when she said six days or something and then she yeah. stays for another another six days or whatever however long she's mm. gone like I was surprised hearing that a second time because it. F- I thought she was there for weeks or something, mm. you know. Um, it really yeah. is this sort of like summer fling, <laughs> essentially yeah, that feeling that like people that, have, yeah. you know, with yeah. like a, a passing yeah. lover. But I liked like the setup of it. I thought at the beginning was really cool. How you you sort of didn't see her Eloise for ages. Like she's not introduced for 
however like a good 10 minutes yeah, 15 yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe even a bit more but like yeah. and then the first scene is she's got that cloak on mm. when she's going down the stairs so you just get these like w- brief glimpses of like her at the top of her face her eyes mm. and then even when they go they go on the walk and they her hair is yeah really and it's just these sort of sidelong glances between the two of them Oh yeah, and she's looking over the cliff, and then uh, she turns around. She's like, the they kind of have a yeah. Oh yeah, it's a not, maybe not scene where they kind of have a looking match. You know, mm. when one is looking, and then they finally turn at the same time and oh. see each other. But um, yeah, I yeah. mean that is very much in in line with this 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 thing that everyone's been talking about, which is like the sort of female gaze. I think what was more interesting was the artist gaze in this mm. because it's essentially like a female director making a film about the woman she's dating um, i mean she's like, she's actually clearly her, her ex partner. her no is i think yeah, they broke up before well? this is the craziest thing about this movie it's <laughs> absolutely they were nuts. still together but they, they broke up <clears throat> they they it's a film about her ex, ex. So oh my god that's also like it's a whole crazy. other layer they dated i watched water lilies uh-huh. um a few weeks uh, no like a week ago as well and that was the film where they met because um she also Adele also uh, stars in that film and yeah, um, yeah so that's another I'm layer. I'm so of sure mm. that they were sh- they were no. still together. Anyways, but I found that so she's like this director making a film at, about her muse or her love, and then this painter sort of like gazing on this sort of woman as well, and it's all just about these like layers of of, of an artist's gaze mm. really or a muse. Yeah, or like how like you create a true like portrait of someone and what that means in terms of how, like how how big it is or how deep it is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and also I mean it is interesting like I I, I don't know if it really came through in the film but like was there any any ideas about like memory and how you actually remember mm. this person because the only thing you get is the end she has they that are, it is all a memory though, isn't it? Like it, it's it's framed yes. by her looking back. Someone mm-hmm. asks her about mm-hmm. it and yeah. it's a whole yeah. Yeah, one of her students. Oh yeah. Oh, she's yeah. like, you look sad or something like that. Yeah, she yeah. reveals the painting and she's like, Who took that out? And she says, I didn't she said, Oh right. what's it called? It's a portrait of a lady on fire. Yeah. Mm. And then it cuts back. Um Yeah, and I like how the I was gonna address like issues of um um criticism of of of, of, of male uh filmmakers and female muses and how in this case it's being received differently, but actually, I th- obviously, the the way it's done is important, and I think that the the moments that she chose to show in this movie mm-hmm. are so completely different to the moments that, generally speaking, uh, a male female f- filmmaker, filmmaker would, would uh, choose to show, and how that she c- they kind of she kind of glazed over the sex scenes and well not even glazed over i mean the, the only time that you see something one of the times that you see something during sex is when you look and you see a mirror i mean it's yeah. like yeah. Li- a literal right. like turning that, kind that of mirror. back on yeah. mm-hmm. onto the spectator yeah. right and then the t- the one time that you do see like a vagina is literally like in a moment of that's completely non-sexualized yeah. that yeah. she's just lying in bed and mm. it's nighttime and she can't sleep and it just kind of gl- like mm. glosses over in this mm. way that's like maybe people didn't even pick yeah. up on it because it's so subtle but and that's like, like the armpit yeah exactly with the drugs yeah oh the armpit was great yeah <laughs> i the funny thing is i think people actually do pick up on it and are just so startled by it they're like oh 
oh, you can actually, you know, see a vagina that way. That's, mm. you know, and it's we're just so not used to seeing um, sex or, or vaginas on screen in that way. And we were really shocked that we saw that the rating was 15 oh in yeah. the beginning. By the BBFC. A- and it said uh, nudity, blah, blah. And we're like... Se- sexualized nudity. Sexualized nudity and blah, blah, blah. We're like, really? Because, you know, if a film... Um, yeah, I was so shocked that it's a f- got a 15 rating mm. by the BBFC. Because, it's, I mean, watching it again, the, r- the only explicitly sexual moment is the armpit, which isn't yeah. even, you know. Um, yeah, but I think if it was, if it was a, a... I mean, I've seen so many other movies that are way more sexually explicit that um, were lower rated. You yeah, know? it's just because it's lesbian. Like, yeah, where the possibly. context yeah. is... Yeah. is yeah, for sure. Um, Sorry, you were saying something, Caitlin. <laughs> I thought one thing from a screenwriting point of view, I think, um, men- mentioning it, so the maid was called Sophie. And um, I servant, thought that... The servant. The servant. <laughs> she was servant's worse. Is it? Yeah. The domestic worker. Yeah. The so <laughs> I knew that. Um, that she, uh, her story actually takes up, a l- it's an interesting way to, um, because not much happens with their relationship for a long time until the kiss in the cave. And if she didn't have a kind of, um, I'm reluctant to call it a B plot, but if she didn't have some other story, um, that you could see their relationship develop through, it would have been really tough to just see them. Into like you see her painting alone, and then she comes for the walk, and then they, uh, you know, and I think that was a really smart way to show their relationship develop through like them taking. They're almost they almost become parents temporarily yeah. to this young yeah. to this young girl. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say because I think like what was so nice about it was that s- basically it felt as though as much if not more of their relationship happened off screen than on, mm-hmm. so you're not led in any way to think about them in a way that feels like engineered or directed at all you can yeah. see just they obviously exist completely outside of the viewer which is why it's funny that people talk about you know like the female gaze or whatever because yeah. ultimately like that that is kind of negated i think in their relationship which is why it felt so true yeah yeah, yeah. but then the, the the gaze is implemented through the the camera right and yeah. so mm. it's a tough one to when yep. People but talking about the female gaze. It's like, what what are we talking about in in terms of this movie? Yeah, I guess it was just like it felt as though they they as characters had a really real creation, and it didn't feel as though that was it was less imposed on yeah on, on the camera viewer. on the viewer yeah because it, it did like there, were, there weren't that many shots really with them well, just kind of also almost no dialogue you know yeah. the film is just so quiet and thinking like <clears throat> I found myself thinking like well you know. There's obviously this communicate like deep kind of soul yeah. communication that's happening between them because you don't yeah. I'm like how could somebody fall in love with somebody when they don't even say anything yeah, to each other? They're, they're not even having like deep conversations. But it's yeah. 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 but it's yeah. the gaze between them. And yeah, I think that exactly. that's the gaze that's also yeah. there. And when she sits and she's getting her her you know, she says, What? So you're just looking at me and then they s- kind of switch places mm. oh, I thought that, that bit amazing. is amazing and yeah. it was this beautiful so like, look, you're not you're not the only one yeah. watching me, I'm looking back at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that's also part of this this gaze, and that could be the both the gaze of the muse and also and the, the gaze art, of yeah. a woman. Yeah. yeah, 
and I guess the director at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just everything. It's just sort of yeah. yeah. But I do, I did definitely get that feeling that we're sort of witnessing their relationship. We're not really being told this story, or, or we're just sort of watching it yeah. unfold, and it is yeah, so natural. Sure. Um, oh, sorry, there was something that brought me to that. Oh, that was interesting. So I went to like a before I saw the film, I went to this like screenwriting lecture that she gave, and. Scale. Huh? Yes. Um, and she kind of spoke about how she wrote the film and like how she kind of like constructed the scenes. And she said something really interesting that I've taken and I like have tried to sort of put into my work. And she says that she sort of has this like list, one that's like a desire list and another list that is a, a, a sort of want or need list. So the desires has those scenes that she like really wants, which obviously was one of them was the one where the lady catches the fire. fire. Yeah. Um, and then she has these need scenes, which were like another one was she needs them to kiss. She needs them to have that first kiss. And then like her big thing is just trying to get everything to be on the desire list. So essentially like getting rid of scenes that are instrumental to taking the plot forward, mm. but are actually just scenes that she just like basically just loves and like wants to make. Um, well, actually for me, I, I think mm-hmm. that's a really interesting, but the, I I felt like you could feel yeah. the scene with her getting getting set on fire. Actually, for me, was one of the most. Even though it's brilliant, it just felt the most out of place for me in terms of the way it was blocked and the the song beforehand and the fire and yeah, stuff like that. That was great, but it just kind of felt like it was stuck out of the movie a little bit. And that's often when a, you know I I'd put money on her coming up with that scene first and it it you know being dragged through development and. I'm not saying it shouldn't have been there because it's obviously integral, but you can, I could feel that. But again, maybe I'm wrong. But what did you guys think of that scene in general, like the the fire scene, like the the kind of village bit? I really what was liked. It? I did like it, but I'd seen, I'd saw the lecture before, and I knew. I guess I knew all along, like this is what the entire film is. You know, like mm-hmm. this is her first scene the scene that she held on to from beginning to end and she's been like dreaming about shooting this forever and like so then when it came up on screen i was so aware of the director so i i'm very i'm i i'm not objective i don't know for me it was just the <clears throat> the i felt like it was a rupture that scene because it's like you're just in a hundred percent this intimate relationship mm. that involves two people or sometimes three max four and then all of a sudden to remember or locate these characters within kind of a broader context was like super jarring for me. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't want to be in the outside world. I want to stay with mm-hmm. them and I want to stay in it. And obviously, you know, you do. These people, I mean, the, the film doesn't veer after that in a different direction, but it definitely makes you aware kind of of how insular the story is. And like yeah. up until that point, you're kind of like, oh. They're so isolated wow. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And the singing th- kind of threw me off as well. You know, I really like the singing. I like it. <laughs> I, like, I love <laughs> the singing. <laughs> yeah, I loved it too. Yeah, yeah I really loved the singing. I thought, I thought, the it, was, I thought it was beautiful. Like, And I thought it was really like, it just gave them like a breath where you could send them somewhere that wasn't just them mm. in the room where she was being painted or wh- or in the house or in the kitchen yeah i think what i did like about that scene i have no idea who the other women were but i i could guess that they were not aristocrats like eloise yeah and i think i love like sophie right dressed yeah in the same i think clothes they were like sophie and i really liked that just sort of like i guess equality amongst all of the women there um 
even though Eloise gets set on fire and then like a servant comes and saves her. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Before that bit. Are there, yeah. I don't remember, but I'm trying to remember if there are like any men in the film and I can't. They, they are in are the fire there scene. There's the like fire a scene? handful of them. Oh, in the really? yeah, There's I that guy so. that helps her with the paintings barely. In the, in the beginning. In the beginning. And then uh, he comes back and she's sat in the kitchen and he just has like one yeah. line. And actually it was interesting because he got treated like a lot of women, women got, get, have yeah. been treated in cinema. You know? And like, he's just such a sap and just <laughs> just does nothing. But is an important um, like contrast, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just tried to check, but I'm pretty sure there were just like a few men, like village oh. men in the, around the bonfire. Um, yeah, I mean... The, the thing about the mother's interest, and I think I, it's funny because... We saw it at the Curzon uh, Soho, and afterwards there was, um, I can't remember her name, but we should find her name because she's hilarious. She's hilarious. A comic got on stage and did a bit like, <laughs> did a so set funny. based on, as a reaction to the movie, and she was fucking hilarious. But then she did a song and it it, j- it got a bit weird, but... Um, <laughs> she's she w- rapping about She made a joke about the mother being s- like attracted to, is Eloise the brown hair girl? Uh, no, Who's the uh, Marianne. 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 Yeah. So um, the mother being attracted to Marianne, and I'm not sure if mm-hmm. anyone else picked up on that, or or if she was just kidding. But I, it made me think. I was like, because the the one of the big turning points is at the end of the six day period when she's supposed to finish the painting. Um, Marianne, you know, gets rid of the face on the painting, mm-hmm. ruins the painting, and then the mum comes in. She's pissed off about it all and. I don't know if I'm there is some like sexual tension I yeah. think in that relationship. I'm trying to remember exactly. I can't think. Put my finger because on that it, there's the conversation when they talk. They speak in Italian together and ah uh, yeah. The first time, but, but then what? Do, but it's just yeah. I almost like need to revisit that. I don't. I I feel like there was definitely some tension, but nothing I could sort of pinpoint. Mm. What did you think of the um the scene at the end, the opera? Oh, I loved it. God, yeah. I was saying I was saying earlier that I usually have a problem with films that have more than one ending. Like it bothers me, and for me, I thought that the film was going to end when she says, "Don't turn around," or "Turn yeah, around." Same. And yeah. there's that moment where she's walking away. It would have been a great. I was already crying I, in I that think, moment, I and that, I thought that would have been a powerful been a ending, ending. And I was really disappointed when the film kept going because I was like, "That was it. That was that moment." And now I want to. I want. It would have been easy though. To just cut to black I think and it would have been a movie. great ending as well, though. I would have, really for me, I like these, I mean, I like these p- kind of powerful moments and then, um, like, to have kind of the credits as they mm-hmm. roll to kind of yeah, be able yeah. to process my yeah. feelings. And for me, I was, like, craving that moment of, like, I want to sink, I want this moment and, like, the power of that line and that gesture to, mm-hmm. like, sink yeah. in for a moment and it didn't give me that and I was so disappointed that I thought mm-hmm. perhaps it was all ruined and then... Thankfully, the second ending I did like a lot. What's the bit where she goes to see the painting? Like she There's sees a man the in that scene as well. We see the she what sees the painting. What of is the painting again? I of of her and her daughter. It's like uh, the painting of Eloise, like oh yeah, with, yes, with her I daughter. Know, yeah, of course. But she also yeah. sees one of what's the Greek I also play thought that um, was going to be the ending. Of the yes. next time, I was like, now it's going to end. Mm. I feel like that was unnecessary. I do think yeah, the I ending in the theater, the opera, is the theater really was nice, beautiful. Because I think for anyone that's had any sort of fleeting loves or like you know people hang on to those moments so much yeah, you i know? just thought like it was kind of it was the only bit for me where it was like i thought it was a bit stretched yeah it was but then you I want that moment you do, i yeah. loved it like, though yeah. i cried again <laughs> i cried a second time then i loved it it's like moonlight i mean i guess moonlight has a completely different structure but you know like 
But like you just want those moments. Like you need to know that, like, if yeah, it. they're like catching eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do. They they do catch eyes. No, no, they no, they don't. don't. See that's her. The thing. Yeah, she better. just sees her from afar. And that's why yeah. she says, "I did." I because after her, the yeah, yeah I, saw I saw her, her once more or whatever. Mm. The one thing totally that I didn't like, I thought was a bit naff, was seeing her in the white dress constantly, oh. and then she sees her at the end in the white dress. I was like, "Why?" I didn't. I wasn't yeah, I don't think that I added anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I, I did find the name of that comedian, by the way. Uh, and it's Dorothy Giraud. She's the costume designer. Uh-huh. And it's an interview with her in Vogue about <laughs> this. Wow. Um, speaking of... Oh, so did you guys see that Adele... So this is why I'm confused, because I swear to God, I saw this video about of Adele at the Cesar Awards. Walking out. Walking yeah, out, and Celine follows well, her. Well, they're out. obviously oh, best friends. I mean, they're obviously... Oh, they're, oh, they're still like I mean, she directed oh, her as yes. being her ex, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they have to obviously have the a really intimate, yeah, yeah. close relationship. <laughs> I guess. Still. Yeah, and they're doing press together and everything. I think it's pretty... I mean, have directed each other, have directed and acted in that kind of collaboration when you're not together anymore. It's like obviously, and for it to be that good, you know. I just can't believe they're not together. I feel like they need to be together. Anyways, (laughs) 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 we will start a petition, an online petition (laughs) for them to get back together. (laughs) Um, She's striking. Like she is insane. Her face is just so. Um, Eloise. Eloise. Mm. I am told that I look exactly like Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> but Marianne's also beautiful and gorgeous. I just think that Eloise has this sort of like roughness in her face. It's just really interesting. And watching the interviews with her um, is loads of fun. Okay, I really, I just want to sh- rec- really recommend uh, Water Lilies though because it's such a beautiful film. And I, I think, know. and having um, the same um, Adele also playing the main, mm. uh, one of the main characters. What's nice. the plot of that? Um, it's about two young girls um, and the synchronized swimming team. Adele plays the kind of star of the synchronized swimming team. Oh. And there's a younger girl who's really a child who has is in love with her. And it's kind of this, this playful relationship, mm-hmm. but it's... But I think, um, you know, the younger girl's really madly in love with her. And Ad- Adele's character, I think, is also, but, like, is has a boyfriend and is very, like, unwilling to mm-hmm. kind of perceive of their relationship in any way that's kind of outside of friendship. She even, like, goes, I don't know if I should give the plot away, but she goes so far as to, like, ask this girl to, like, I don't know, help her, like, um, break her hymen so that she, like, mm. seems like she's had sex before she has sex. So it's, like, this really intimate mm. moment for this young girl. It's, like, she thinks that it means something. And then for Adele's character, like, she's, like, you know, becomes this instrumental kind of rite yeah. of passage for her relationship with a guy. And there's, like, a kiss at the end. But, it you know, she never, t- Adele's character never outwardly kind of takes it seriously. I think she does have feelings for her inside, but she's can't express them and so it's kind of a coming of age story and mostly about kind of this younger girl's experience of having fallen so madly in love with this person who isn't seeing eye tie with you about mm-hmm. yeah that was like it was, it was there's one thing that bothered me about Celine's and like I almost don't know if you should um, have this in there um, but I went to the talk with her and and I see this film and 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 there's such a sense of privilege from and that is the one thing that bothers me and we sort of and she spoke a lot about doing girlhood girlhood is film I haven't seen it again but it's a black um, lead um, and I guess it just made me think about like the 
privilege that she has to be evil to be even able to tell those stories it's like I, I guess I just question like you know is a f- you know a black woman um, able to get a film about white aristocrats funded and I don't know it's just this this probably about white aristocrats funded yeah do you think so country, because I maybe. was like I don't know if but she's al- you know she's also left for me and she's basically French yeah I know I know yeah yeah so. like I know it's very clear obvious privilege um yeah yeah <laughs> No, that, uh, no, I think it's really, it is a really good question. And also, um, it reminds me of when I went to see um, Matt Diop talk about um, Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. There were similar questions given to her about that film and mm-hmm. like where it was and the location and whether that was because obviously she also comes from quite an in, like an intense privileged background. Yeah. And whether that what that means mm. for the way that what you're making and stuff, which I think is. But she addressed the uh, the maid issue quite well, I think. Yeah, no, I, th- that's the thing. Like, it she did, did such a good job with other things. It wasn't like that a I feel privileged like gaze. I don't think. I don't. I don't. If we want to talk so. in terms of production and funding bodies and left for me and but that that's there. by I don't know what it says about the movie. And uh, not about yeah, not about portrait. I think it's more about about Celine Sciamma, uh doing girlhood. And then being able to essentially just, you know, b- being able to have that privilege to sort of jump from one to another. Whereas, like, the question is, you know, can Ava DuVernay tell us, w- will people let Ava DuVernay tell a sort of white privilege story and tell a black story? Like, can you, you know, move within those spaces freely? Yeah, that's more of a point, I think. Like, uh, minority filmmakers are expected to be making minorities yeah. for their. Um, identity group and I, sh- I saw something from Riz Ahmed saying uh, you know, he was, he was doing his Berlin uh, press conference where I can't remember what the movie was but he was saying like we he's saying we but I think he means to say that you know he was talking about his identity group or like just minority artists in general want their work to be taken as a work first not not as um, not just as representations of that, yeah. not as not as political, you know, like they. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, it's like. I think this pointing to that, like I think it's totally fine that Celine does that, but until black or brown or, or you know people of color can also have that fluidity, then then have we sort of found. But I feel like that's like the yeah. onus is really on like uh, us on, and on fine the industry yeah. and mm-hmm. on like yeah, it's at not the end her. of the day exactly. like she's yeah. I don't like then the answer would be for her to not make I don't know no 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 of course because not. This, I think especially this film it really I don't know I mean I don't know maybe because it's a period piece it feels like I don't know in a different no it's a different situation altogether and yes at the end of the day it is about financiers and producers and audience uh, more than anything but she's also been kind of put in a pigeonhole of feminist filmmaker as well. And I think like... And LGBT. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah exactly. More to the point. And so mm-hmm. there's even a question of whether can moving forward, can will the industry let her work outside of that um, pigeonhole, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess the industry just likes to pigeonhole people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else? I'm wondering... I had gays, music, I mean, bi- like in terms of cinematography, are, th- are there any thoughts? <laughs> I, I, the first time I saw it, I didn't rate the, I thought the way the, the, the shots and composition was great, but I just didn't like the way it was lit. I just didn't think it was very interesting. But um, the second time I really sort of understood more what she was doing and it, 
the cleanness of it and the sat you know the 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 way it was saturated um and was quite realist worked towards the way in which um the 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 artist was painting and also there's a lot of like bright light it was quite yeah it was quite so bright, golden, a lot of whites yeah and yeah. i think like there's a moment when she also like after she um it's another one of those moments where you see a female doing things that for herself when she's putting up the like uh linen sheets to soften the light against her canvas um and that light coming through the window there is like how the whole film is lit like with this mm. soft white light and it also kind of mirrors the the ghost white dress thing uh, which we don't like but yeah i wonder why she did that the ghost mm, i guess it's just stylistic i mean like i think most people forget about it i, d- I mean I, d- I don't really see it as like this it wasn't one of the images that i took i think with me I think, I mean, I liked about the composition. I felt like every shot was like its own portrait. Like yeah. it could have mm-hmm. been taken outside of it, become still, even a series of like stills because mm-hmm. it was so, there was yeah. this kind of stillness about a lot of the shots. Um, and I think it was quite textural. Like, I don't know. It's just, you could just sort of feel it and, yeah. and um, very sensual. And I thought like the way, particularly earlier on, it felt like the, she really managed to get the kind of like idea of just like stealing sort of glances with the walk particularly like early at the beginning yeah the cutting was they was ma- was i thought it was just like was really exceptional because it, it kind of like it was almost quite choppy i thought like you moved quite quickly between one to the other but it all kind of managed to feel really fluid at the same time yeah it was just like in moments of and of you like fast. turning your head yeah you know, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like as a kind of like the conversation on lack of continued Mm. I feel like I need to rewatch that now. 